Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Greeny back and better than ever presented by Progressive Insurance. Delighted to be here. Delighted to have... Uh, the assembled members of the hashtag crew with us today. Nuno's here. Bubba's here. Hembo will be back soon. Uh, in case you're not aware, Hembo's wife had the twins uh, last week, week and a half ago or so. And, you know, I was talking to Hembo about this uh, on the phone the other day. You know, Nuno, it's, it's interesting because he named one of the girls Michelle. And I'm so moved. I mean, I'm, I'm really beyond touched that there, there are very few tributes that you can pay to someone in your life someone that you admire, respect, love. Very few greater tributes you can pay than naming a child after them. So for him to have chosen to name his daughter after me, uh, Michelle, I think is really touching, uh, Nuno. And so I, I unquestionably have a favorite amongst the twins. Like, Michelle is by far the better twin to Charlotte, don't you think? I mean, at the end of the day, the one who's named after me, I don't know who Charlotte is named after, um, but in my case, there is unquestionably uh, a favorite amongst the two Hambakitas twins. What do you think of that, Nuno? I can see that. Um, my only question, and we can ask him when he comes uh, comes in in a couple weeks, is how does he put them asleep? Does he read them like stats? Because <laughs> like, I would think, like, hey. This is why people shake nerves. You know, 1985, <laughs> Mike Schmidt's war, like, here we go. Like, how does he do I'll it? Put them right out. Oh, my God, that is hilarious. Yes, he will put you. To, like, look, Hembo, he's the best. He's the, he's, he is the best person at what he does that I've ever been around, and, and I think the best that there is. Um, but he will kill you with these stats. So you're exactly right. Especially baseball are, stats. Yeah, those girls are having trouble falling asleep some nights. There's no question. Just He will just sit there with, with, a, with the Elias notes one night and start going through a bunch of people's war and OPS and OPS plus and little Charlotte and little Michelle will be out like a light. That'll be it. That's better than anything. I like that a lot. That's a good take. By you, Nuno. I, I enjoyed that a lot. So anyway, but I'm, I'm really touched and flattered and honored that he chose to name one of the twins after me. I also want to make sure you know Disney Plus Day is coming. It's Thursday. It's a day of celebration, surprises, and exclusive premieres from Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, National Geographic, and The Simpsons. Plus, don't miss other new favorites. Nothing is bigger. Nothing is better. Nothing beats Disney Plus Day. All these and more streaming on Thursday. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All right, fellas. So today's Green List, again, it is my top five, this, that, or the other, as chosen exclusively by me. I've got five big NFL storylines as we get set for this season to begin. And I'm actually going to put them in the form of questions. And I'm actually going to let you answer them. So Nuno and, and Bubba, you guys are going to take turns answering the five big questions leading into week one of the NFL season. Number five. Do we get a Lamar contract before this weekend, yes or no, Nuno? We do not. Is that a problem? 
I got everyone on TV today telling me it's not a problem. Lamar's a different kind of dude, and they're all – Graziano is here telling me, oh, no, they're all in together and all this kind of stuff. I don't know everything, but I know this. If I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm not happy, and everything is not fine. Doesn't mean I won't play, but there is a huge part of me that is playing this year in spite. He is, he is playing in a contract year when he shouldn't be. Lamar Jackson has done everything right, everything. You can't do more right than he has. Ryan Clark said it best. He's not a system quarterback. He is the system. And he puts himself in harm's way, plays with reckless abandon, gets hit more than most running backs. So I don't like it. If I'm him, I don't like it. How about you, Nuno? If you need to keep telling me it's not a problem, it's going to be a problem. That's right. And that's all everyone keeps telling us. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. It's going to be a problem. It's extreme. It's very well put. If you need to tell me it's not a problem, it's because it's a problem. Number four. Will Matthew Stafford's elbow be the reason the Rams don't repeat? Bubba. Yes. Absolutely. You're worried about the elbow. Yeah, well, same thing to what Nuna just said. All he keeps saying is it's not a problem, and we keep hearing it is a problem. So you're talking about literally a quarterback elbow. I'll pass on that one. You know what is interesting to me? I brought this up to Sean Payton once a long time ago when – going into maybe Breeze's last year, one of the very last seasons of Drew Breeze, when his arm clearly was getting tired. Remember Breeze had that year, I want to say it's four years ago, something like that, where through like 10 or 11 games, he was the MVP of the league. He was having the best season of his life. And then the numbers fell off precipitously. And we were all speculating that it is because the arm gets tired as he gets older. Now, Stafford, it's not so much the age as it is the elbow. But I brought up to Sean Payton the idea of the possibility of load management. The idea that maybe you would designate two games strategically. I'm just making this up. Week 6 and week 11. And you are going to rest the arm. He's not going to play that week. He's not going to practice. They're talking about him taking off some practices. I'm talking about he just rests the arm all week. You finish a game on Sunday. He doesn't come back on the field and throw a ball till a week from Wednesday. And you let your backup play that week. And if it means you lose the game, you lose the game. But does that make a difference for the elbow? Do you think we that it is completely beyond the pale to suggest the possibility of load management for a quarterback who actually needs it? None of this rest-for-rest-sake nonsense that they give us in the NBA. I'm talking about a, a, a thrower whose elbow is a legitimate problem. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're doing true load management, it's going to help. But I, no matter what, you're talking about a quarterback's elbow, and I just think it's going to be an issue. And we keep hearing from people that it's a serious issue. They keep trying to downplay it, saying it's nothing. But everyone else is saying it's it's a real issue. So I, they, I think load management's a start, but I don't think it's going to be enough, to, and they're not going to repeat because of it. The green list here, my top five storylines and questions heading into the start of the NFL season. Number three. Nuno. Second-year quarterbacks, five of them drafted in the first round last year, and throw in Davis Mills in Houston. That's another starter. So there are six of them. When this season is over, who will we say is the best one? Who will we say, if you were redrafting that class, would be the first pick? I still think Trevor Lawrence would go number one at the end of the day. I don't mean now. Let me make sure I'm asking the question. When the season is over, we will have a legitimate body of work for all of them. Right now, if you redrafted the class, you would still take Lawrence number one because people will write off last year to Urban Meyer. I had no idea what he was doing, and he's the quarterback of a bad team and everything else. I'm saying when this season is over, and I say to you, Nuno, we're redrafting that quarterback class. Who's the first pick? 
Is it still going to be Lawrence? It's still going to be Lawrence and and a couple other things. One, I think either the Jets or the Bears will be drafting a quarterback in the first round next year. Oh, one, of those, one of those out two. Loud. Uh, I, I'm serious. Like Just based upon the events that we've seen, Wilson is hurt. The Bears have done nothing to put uh, Fields in a position to succeed. The 49ers have told us they are worried about Trey, Trey Lance, even though they keep telling us they're not. I think Mac Jones is an average quarterback. And then it's Davis Mills. I don't think we'll, Mills won't be good enough to to take that mantle from Trevor Lawrence. That's good. I mean, I like the logic. I don't. Enjoy, I didn't enjoy it, but I, at least you put some thought into the answer to the question, and I do kind of like it. I need to ponder it a little bit. There is a part of me that thinks, and I'm scared. Excuse me, scared to death of this. That Trey Lance is going to take the world is going to set the world on fire. That he's going to be unbelievable. And if he is, you know, what can you say? The Jets had the second pick, and that was the third pick. (laughs) And that's the life that we lead. And I've got too many people telling me that the 49ers did their best to convince everyone they were going to take Mac Jones just to make sure the Jets didn't take Trey Lance. So, I don't know. I hope you're wrong, but it is not inconceivable to me that you're right. Number two. All right, Bubba, number two is this. Will we see quarterback changes in season in San Francisco, Pittsburgh, or New York with the Giants? Will we see healthy quarterback changes? Obviously, there will be quarterback changes in places where people get hurt. But will we see a change from Trey Lance to Jimmy Garoppolo? Will we see a change from Mitch Trubisky to Kenny Pickett? Will we see a change from Daniel Jones to, I don't know, I guess Tyrod Taylor? Will we see quarterback, healthy quarterback changes in any of those situations? Bubba. Well, I, I do think Trey Lance will not stay healthy uh, because he hasn't played a full season in three years. So I think Jimmy G will take over because of that. And because Shanahan likes Jimmy G, has success with Jimmy G, he will stay quarterback for the remainder of the season whenever that happens, despite however Trey Lance is playing. I don't see something happening in Pittsburgh. I think Trubisky is going to have a good year, better than everyone's thinking. And, yeah, Daniel Jones is done. He'll be gone in by, like, week five. Nuno, Daniel Jones, how many, week, how many weeks until he does it? Let's say he's healthy. And, frankly, with him, that's always also an if. How many weeks does he go before he gets benched? If you're the Giants and he's healthy, you keep rolling him out there and lose as many games as possible. <laughs> no, I, I've been thinking about this. Like, don't put don't put this team in a position and Tyrod Taylor in a position to win a couple games where all of a sudden, instead of having the number one pick or the number two pick, you're the fifth pick. And now you're not getting the choice in the quarterback that you want. You make you make me laugh. I I like the take. Number one. Will Mike Tomlin finally have a losing season? Bubba just suggested he thinks Trubisky is going to play well. Nuno, will Mike Tomlin have his first losing season as coach of the Steelers? I think he does. I think. Just based upon the fact of this QB play, that he will finally, he's gotten, he's lucked up here and there. I just think that there's questions with the wide receivers. You know, Najee Harris, yes, hopefully he plays well, but I just think that they will have a losing season this year. That is the first one you've gotten dead wrong. I'm here to tell you the Steelers are going to be good. The Steelers are a team everyone is sleeping on. I, I, I'm going to go. Give me, let me take a short break on that. Though. I'm going to come back. I'm going to give you exactly why the Steelers are the team that everyone is sleeping on. And also coming up next, you will hear a Hall of Fame quarterback giving me all kinds of hope. That is next. I'm Greeny on ESPN Radio. 
Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. All right, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, quickly again, today's question of the day on my Twitter, at ESPN Greeny. Who you got winning the NFC East, Eagles, Cowboys, or other And I actually have some interesting gambling-related information on that from Caesars Sportsbook. The Eagles have officially overtaken the Cowboys as favorites in the division, which is interesting because in late February, the Cowboys opened at minus 150 and the Eagles were plus 330. The Cowboys were a prohibitive favorite to win the division. As of this weekend, the Eagles are now plus 130 and the Cowboys plus 135. So it's not a wide margin, but it is an extraordinary closing of the gap, if you will. The Eagles are now a slim favorite to win the NFC East. Cast your vote on my Twitter, at ESPN Greeny. I will tell you now, one of the two teams is running away and hiding. And I'll tell you which one in a few minutes. In the meantime, quickly on the Steelers, where we were before the break. I I don't know. I'm kind of alone on this. I think they're going to be really good. Nuno, hear me out on this. They've got, I think Najee Harris is a top five and maybe better than that running back in the NFL. I think Mitch Trubisky is a quarterback who never got a chance in Chicago. I'm not telling you I think he is going to become Patrick Mahomes, and the fact that he doesn't have Patrick Mahomes' skill set is what Matt Nagy didn't like about him, and as a result, Matt Nagy never had any interest in developing him in Chicago. He went to Buffalo, where they developed a quarterback with a similar skill set, and if the Steelers are smart, and they are, 
they will allow Trubisky to utilize some of the talent that made him the second pick in the draft once upon a time. They will be better at quarterback this year than they were last year. Roethlisberger is one of the great players of all time, but he was shot. So they will be better at quarterback. The running back is outstanding. They got a bunch of good receivers, and they have a championship caliber defense, or at least they should, with an elite coach. So if the offensive line isn't just a thorough disaster, and I know a lot of people are very worried about that, I think the Steelers are sneaky good compared certainly to what most people think. Nuno, you buying any of that? I can see what you're trying to sell, but here's my biggest issue. Here's their first eight games. Cincinnati, New England, Cleveland Jets, okay. Okay, that's three and one. <laughs> three and one. Wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Since, let's, let's, let's give them a loss in Cincinnati. They're going to beat New England, the Jets, and Cleveland with, with uh, Jacoby Brissett at quarterback? Let's say two and two at worst. Keep going. Buffalo. Two and three. Tampa. Two and four. At Miami. Three and four. At Philadelphia. That's a tough game. That's a, to me, that's a 50-50 game. So, so let's say they're three and five, four and four. I, I think if they're better than we think, then they surprise you when they win one of those games. I don't know which one, but they win one of those games we didn't see coming. And that's when things start getting really interesting. So we'll find out. Anyway, I think the Steelers are going to be better than most other people think they are. Hey, try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with Nationwide 5G on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable devices required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. The Scoop. All right, here's the scoop. Uh, Coach Robert Sala of the New York Jets says it's possible that Zach Wilson could start Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens. That would set up backup Joe Flacco to be on the bench. Of course, if he doesn't play, then Flacco will start against his former team. Salah said of Wilson's recent workouts, he looked good, felt good. We're going to see how the knee responds today and tomorrow, and we'll have an answer for everybody on Wednesday. Coach, don't tell us anything on Wednesday. I want the Ravens to think that Zach Wilson might play on Sunday. If Sala gets up there tomorrow and says, ah, Zach Wilson just not ready to go, we're going to go with Flacco, that is going to aggravate me no end. Keep them guessing. Say it's a game-time decision. Say, you know what, Zach's coming along, knee feeling better. I don't know if he's going to be ready or not, but we'll keep open the possibility. If he can go, it's his team. If not, then Joe gets the ball. Even if you know it's not true. Tell us something that isn't true. Coaches lie to us all the time. Lie to me. More importantly, lie to them. Lie to John Harbaugh. Lie to all everybody over there in Baltimore and make them think that they're, make them prepare even if it's 15 minutes a day for both quarterbacks. Well, every coach lies except for Sala. We had this last year. I think his issue was he was too honest. He's painfully honest. And he'll just literally answer the question every time. That's what I'm talking about. He's startlingly honest. I guess we'll find out tomorrow, like you said, has he learned to lie or is he just going to be honest again? I hope so. Look, Sala, from everything I can tell, is like the nicest guy in the world. And that's excellent. The world needs nice guys more than it needs good football coaches. But generally, good football coaches aren't that nice. Not that nice. So we need a little less nice, a little more lying, and a little more deceiving. And that might add up to a little more winning. So that's what I'm hoping winds up happening. Now, having just said that, do you know who has given me life, Bubba? Who's your favorite player that ever lived? In the history of pro football, 
Who's your favorite player ever to put on a uniform? Ooh. Probably probably Troy Aikman. I, I, I mean, I'm not sure why it took you so long to say that. Oh, you have okay. waxed rhapsodic about Troy Aikman as long as I've known you. You know. Well, Troy Aikman, Bryant was pretty good. Troy Aikman thinks that Zach Wilson's going to be okay. Troy Aikman, you might recall, as a rookie, went 0-11 with nine touchdowns and 18 interceptions after being the number one overall pick by the Cowboys in 89. He said of Zach Wilson, look, I struggled as much as any rookie in the history of the game. He says, welcome to what has become a smaller club of struggling rookie quarterbacks. And then he said, looking at Zach Wilson, I like Zach Wilson a lot. From what I saw of him, I liked him a lot. I expected maybe not to see him struggle as much as he did last year, but I think he's got a chance to be a really good player. We don't give these guys much of a grace period anymore. So there's Troy Aikman, Bubba, your idol, your hero, and our new colleague at ESPN, telling us he believes in Zach Wilson. What do you think of that? I mean, if he believes it, I believe it. I kind of feel that way, too. Wow. Like, like you forget, like Pey- Peyton Manning threw an interception. I think, I don't have the stat in front of me, I think on every other play. I think Peyton right. Manning was, in as a rookie, I think he was intercepted on every other play. The only reason that Aikman doesn't have the record for rookie interceptions is because he didn't start all the games. <laughs> if he had started 16 games, he'd probably have the record instead of Peyton Manning. The point I'm trying to make is throwing a lot of interceptions as a rookie is not necessarily a sign of bad things to come. Now, Zach did look in over his head last year at times, and I believe part of that is he didn't have an adult in the room. I don't think the coaching had any idea what they were doing. He didn't have a veteran quarterback. He didn't have a veteran presence. The offensive coordinator is, was in over his head. Head coach was in over his head. So I'm hoping everyone is caught up. Everyone is ready. Flacco's presence just by osmosis helps. And in offseason, Zach Wilson went healthy. I hope starts to show you maybe he doesn't become Troy Aikman but at least become someone who was worth being a high first-round pick in the NFL draft. All right, it is time now for your phone calls. I'm throwing open the lines here. We haven't had a chance to chat in a while. My number is 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. And I just want to hear your NFL questions. We will answer them here as best we can. What is it you want to know? What are you thinking about? What are you worried about as this NFL season begins? Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. In case you're just joining us, I really liked this. Charlie Weiss, who, as you well know who he is, you don't need me to tell you who he is, but of course he first became famous because he was Tom Brady's offensive coordinator in New England and I think had an incredibly good relationship, has an incredibly good relationship with Brady and is frequently credited for helping develop Brady into the great player that he has become. He was on KJM this morning here on ESPN Radio. They were asking him about all this stuff about Brady, all the time away and everything else, everyone questioning him. And here's what Charlie Weiss said. I'd bet on them to win the Super Bowl. That's what the feeling I get. Because when you piss Tommy off, you're pissing the wrong guy off. He plays with a chip on his shoulder. He's played it that way since he was at Michigan. Every negative thing that anyone could say, he uses it as fodder. So I think that Tampa, you should expect a lot of good things coming out of Tampa. So, look, you can look at that any way you want. You can say, well, what's he going to say? He's close to Brady. What's he going to say? No, he doesn't seem all into it to me. He should have stayed retired. But knowing Charlie, as I do, and having, like everyone else, observed Brady for the entirety of his career, who would bet against that? Like I, I, I am not ever going to say it's not going to happen for Brady. The stuff that's happening in his life right now is normal stuff. All of us have experienced some variation on that theme one way or another. And we all find ways, those of us who are dedicated to our careers, to work out some sort of harmony between the two, some sort of balance. Sometimes that comes with change in one area of your life or another. But I am extremely certain, I'm confident, that if Brady has chosen to come back and play this season, that he is going to do it all in, that he is not going to do this thing. I'm trying to think of how to say it half. You know what? I'm I'm not comfortable using that expression, but you know what I mean? He's not doing it halfway. Brady's going to give you everything he's got. And whatever consequence that might have outside of the sport, outside of sports in his life, that's what he's talking about right now. And that's the complicated part. The football as crazy as this sounds for him, I think is almost the easy part. So when Charlie Weiss says, I think they're going to win the Super Bowl, I don't think that's something he's just saying. I think he believes it to be true. And I think he'd be crazy to bet against it. We continue in 15 seconds. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. And in 30 seconds, it'll be time for your calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 3776 is the number, and I'm looking for your football questions. I've been spending my whole summer here getting ready. I got notes. I got stats. I got ready. I got a hashtag Nuno. I got hashtag Bubba. We're all here to answer your questions. So whatever you want to know about football in 30 seconds, we will tell you. That's after this word from Disney Plus, because, you know, Disney Plus Day is coming on Thursday. It's a day of celebration, surprises, and exclusive premieres. Like Disney's Pinocchio, Marvel's Thor, Love and Thunder, and new episodes of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Also, Pixar's Cars on the Road, Star Wars' Obi-Wan Kenobi, A Jedi's Return, 
National Geographic's Epic Adventures of Bertie Gregory, and the new Simpsons short, Welcome to the Club. Plus, don't miss other new favorites like Growing Up, Frozen 1 and 2 sing-alongs, and Dancing with the Stars, the pro's most memorable dances. Nothing's bigger, nothing's better. Nothing beats Disney Plus Day. All these and more streaming Thursday. All right, Bubs, give me a little music. Let's get to the phones here at 888-SAY-ESPN, and let's see what the folks want to talk about here as you are on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Bubba, who's first up? Yeah, we're going to start with Lucas. All right, Lucas, you are on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. What is your football question, Lucas? So, uh, I'm a Giants fan. My buddy Kobe is an Eagles fan. Um, And I asked him the other week, I said, hey, Kobe, uh, would you rather have this quarterback or Jalen Hurts? And I eventually got to Daniel Jones. And believe it or not, he picked Daniel Jones over Jalen Hurts. I just want to know. If you agree with that statement, is it a toss-up? Because I was kind of surprised. I definitely don't agree with it. I will, however, say this. If you put Daniel Jones on the Eagles right now, you might have a slightly different feeling. I happen to be a Jalen Hurts believer, but a lot of people are not. I mean, Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick in the NFL draft, and uh, Daniel Jones went sixth. It was sixth, right? Nuno was right up there. I think it was sixth. Correct. He was that high of a pick. And, and while many think that the Giants reached for him and they talk about Dave Gettleman and everything else, I mean, Daniel Jones was a much more highly touted prospect than Jalen Hurts. He wasn't more famous because he went to Duke and Jalen Hurts went to Alabama and then Oklahoma. But Daniel Jones was a guy that people thought had a chance to be a really good NFL quarterback. Dave Gettleman is not the only person who thought that. And he has. And look, what did John Maris say? Uh, Nuno, didn't he say we've done everything possible to screw that kid up? He did. He didn't mention how inept the uh, organization had been. That's what I mean. The organization has been inept. They've done a terrible job around him. And I use this phrase all the time. Far more quarterbacks are ruined than developed in the NFL. The Giants have not developed Daniel Jones. So do I think if Daniel Jones had been drafted by Belichick or by Kyle Shanahan, or if he had the weapons around him right now on the offensive line in front of him that Jalen Hurts has, that Daniel Jones would be a bust? I do not. But his lot in life is that he got drafted by a GM who just was awful, with a a cavalcade of coaches who clearly didn't get it done, a terrible offensive line in front of him all the time, not a lot of talent at the skilled position, and so he's going to be considered a bust. This will be his last year as the quarterback of the Giants, and on he'll go, and we'll see what his career is. We'll see if he winds up being a career backup or if he gets another chance. For his sake, I hope he does. He gets a Trubisky kind of opportunity here to prove himself. So the answer to your question is, would I take Jalen Hurts over him right now? Yes, I would. But if the circumstances were reversed, Daniel Jones might have been a lot better player. Greeny with you here in the calls on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Bubba, who's next? Next up, we have Brian. All right, Brian, what's your question? Hey, I just wanted to call in and say you're not the only one regarding the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they're not only going to be better, but I think they're going to actually compete for a division title, and I'll tell you why. I'm not sold on Baltimore. I'm not sold that Cleveland, with uh, the starting quarterback down for 11 weeks, is going to really be a significant upgrade. And I just think, uh, like for all the reasons you mentioned earlier today, uh, I think that... uh, the Steelers will, will will surprise on the upside, and at the end of the season, this will uh, this will be a race. Listen, I mean, Brian, I like the way you said it. I like the Steelers. The division is tough. Cleveland, I think, if they have when they have Deshaun, which will be next year, 
they have a chance to be really good because the one thing that is overlooked with Deshaun Watson and justifiably so the stuff that has gone on with Deshaun Watson away from football is infinitely more significant than how good a player he is so to the point that we have forgotten that when last seen Deshaun Watson was a top three quarterback in the NFL but I don't think he'll be that this year at any point so I think that's for next year the Browns will be very dangerous in 23 I think it's a three-way race this year and I say that I believe that Steelers are in that race with Cincinnati and Baltimore. I think Lamar's going to have a very good year. I think the Ravens are going to be really good. Burrow, obviously, is a super stud, and the Bengals should have gotten better with some of their acquisitions. So the division is tough. But I think the Steelers are going to be in the battle. all If if not all, then most of the way. I think they're going to surprise people with how good they are. Greeny Nation, Dr. Pepper, call in line again is 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the one fans deserve. Bubba, who's next? Next up we have Chris. All right, Chris, what's your question? How you guys doing? I hope you guys had a good weekend. You too. So my question is regarding to the uh, AFC West, regarding the Raiders and the Chargers. Being I feel like they, they definitely bolstered up their, their roster this year, and the Chiefs definitely lost a piece in Tyreek Hill. Do you see three teams potentially going to the playoffs from the AFC West? And also, out of those out of those three teams, um, can anybody, any one of those be Super Bowl contenders? Yes. Well, I mean, first of all, absolutely. Could I see three teams from that division making it? I, it's going to be. It is so hard to not win a bunch of games in your division and make the playoffs. And I'm saying that because I was about to say I could see all four teams making the playoffs, but it's very hard to do that if you don't get a bunch of wins in your division. And by definition, if someone is getting a ton of wins in the division, someone else is getting a bunch of losses. So if, for the sake of discussion, they all went 3-3 and in the division, could all four of them make it? I don't think it's impossible. Let's put it this way. I think they are four of the seven best teams in the the AFC. Uh, That doesn't mean they'll all make it. So who do I think makes it? I think the Raiders make it. I think the Chiefs make it because you give Andy and Mahomes the benefit of the doubt. I'm not convinced the Chargers aren't the best team of all, but I'm very worried about the coach. I'm not a fan of the coach at all. If he figures out that he has a punter for a reason, then I think the Chargers are really good. I think Herbert is incredible. And then Denver, I wouldn't put anything past Russell, you know, but... but I feel like if there's a team in there that maybe is a year away, like if, if I had to bet on one of them to miss the play. Okay, so you asked me a question. Let me give you an answer. I think three of them will make the playoffs. I think the one that won't is Denver. But nothing would surprise me. Literally nothing that happened in that division this year would surprise me that much. And I think all four teams are excellent. And I think I could see all four of them, including Denver, be a Super Bowl contender. So I'm sitting here telling you I think they will miss the playoffs. But if you told me right now that in December we're going to be saying, holy smoke, Denver's got a real shot at this thing, that would not shock me at all. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, give me another. Let's go to Brad. All right, Brad, what's your question? Hey, I just wanted to uh, to know that uh, if the Bengals would be able to be consistent this year with the target on their back, being the AFC champions. Look, you won't know till it happens, but I don't see why not. Look, Burrow... If you were listening to my show last year, this show during January and February, I, I, he reminds me of Namath. 
He reminds me of, he's, he's broad, to me, he's Broadway Joe. Everyone was calling him Joe Cool, comparing him to Montana, comparing him to Brady. I think he's got a lot of Namath in him. He's got swagger. The outfits, you know, the attitude. And to me, there's no greater compliment you can pay a person, to be clear, than comparing them to Joe Namath. So, I'm a huge fan. I think Burrow is excellent. I think that they the, the one thing that team really struggled with, obviously, was their offensive line. They spent a bunch of money there. They should be way better. So, is there a difference in being the hunted versus being the hunter? Yeah, of course there is. How will they handle that? I can't answer that question for you ahead of time, Brad, but I don't see any reason to think they won't be just fine. Here's what's going to be harder for them. Last year, Baltimore might have been the most banged-up team I've ever seen in pro football. There was a point in the season where every time my phone rang, I was wondering if it was John Harbaugh calling to check in and see if I could play in the secondary or running back. So, And that team was still in the fight into December. So Baltimore is really good. You've heard me say Pittsburgh is better than most people are giving them credit for being. So I don't think there's a lot of cheap wins for Cincinnati, which is the reason I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if the Colts and the Bills are the two teams that are battling it out for the best record in the AFC. That one seed, that only buy, I think it either goes to Buffalo or Indy because their divisions are much worse. And then I could see Cincinnati being better than they were a year ago, but still winning fewer games. Because the division is so good. But the target on their back piece of it, I don't have any obvious reason to think that's going to be a problem. I want to get some Brady stuff in, Bubba. Give me one more. Uh, we got Brandon. All right, Brandon. Give me, uh, give me your best question. What do you got? Brandon, go. Hey, hey Greeny. How are you, man? I uh, just want to uh, help me convince some other people out here why hanging on to Garoppolo for the Niners is a bad thing. I mean, we all know it takes one good good hit in the game and practice, whatever. You know, if Lance is out, a lot of teams would be fortunate to have Garoppolo as a backup. I mean, I see this as a win. It makes San Francisco a little bit more dangerous. I mean, w- wouldn't you agree? Yes. I think here's – look, if you were listening to the show last year, you know I'm not Jimmy Garoppolo's biggest fan. I will say this. Jimmy Garoppolo's the best backup in the NFL. <clears throat> now, he's a starter. He isn't going to be the starter in San Francisco, but he's a starting quarterback. And in my opinion, amongst the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, he's probably about the 20th best. But he's the best backup. So that's a very valuable thing to have in San Francisco. I think it worked out very well for them. But this idea that he's that he's going to displace a healthy Trey Lance this year, I don't see it. I do not see it. I firmly believe if he had not had the surgery, he would have been gone. They didn't keep him because they felt they needed to. They kept him because no one was going to trade for him. Because by the time his shoulder was healthy, everyone had made their decisions and everyone assumed that he would eventually get cut. I think that uh, Garoppolo, he is a fabulous insurance policy in the event that Trey Lance gets hurt. And I think that Lance will be the starting quarterback there if healthy all year and Garoppolo will be someone else's starting quarterback next season. I'm not 100% sure that answers your question, but that is my take on that situation. All right. Uh, We are asked every single week to to name a best fan of the month. Brought to you by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. And there's no question in my mind the fan of the month was me. If you had seen me in my hotel room uh, with my family gathered around watching Northwestern's game in Ireland last week or two weeks ago now against Nebraska, if you had seen I was in agony 
Like my son is kind of has a little bit of this in him. And we were with families, a bunch of, we had probably had 10, 12 people watching that game together. And everyone else is enjoying it. Oh, great game. What a great game. Everyone was rooting for Northwestern, either because they like Northwestern or they were just rooting with me. <clears throat> but my son and I are the only ones who we watch these games. I watch these games in physical agony. I'm having no fun. Brandon, when the Jets are good, when there's really something to play for, I mean, the Jets have been so bad the last few years, it hasn't mattered. Like, it's hard to remember that feeling in your stomach. But when they're making deep playoff runs, those kind of teams, do you find the experience of watching the games enjoyable? No. He doesn't. But Nuno, when the Gi- take me back to a time when the Giants were good. Do you find watching their games enjoyable, or does the anxiety overtake any pleasure that you feel? No, it's all about the anxiety. It's all about every single play. It's just – it's – it's beautiful at the end of it, but it feels like emotion. You're emotionally drained. It's like you played. Me too. I mean, that, Bubba, how about you? You've seen your team win Super Bowls. I mean, when the Cowboys like are really good, like, do you do you enjoy? Like, do you think to yourself, "Oh, this is so much fun watching"? Maybe if they're up forty-two to nothing, but like the general experience of watching them play a game, do you find it pleasurable? Uh, I would say pleasurable overall, yeah. I mean, I, and I would just say, yeah, the frustrating thing with the Cowboys and even the Mets for the most part is it's pleasurable for the most part, and the last 3% is just so deflating because they kill you at the end. So for most of the game, I do find it fun. I'm not that anxious or going crazy during it. I'm having fun, but the endings are always just so catastrophic <laughs> and just brutal that they kill me. I mean, to be fair, Bubba was what? Six when the Cowboys last won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean he was he was older w- uh, when I got 11, married than he yeah. was. I was eleven. Fair enough. You were close. One way or another. One piece of business before we go. You ask these questions. Greenie's question of the day. All right, again, uh, we're going to be back with these polls. We'll do a question every single day, so you need to be with us on that first and foremost. You need to be on Twitter to do it. I'm at ESPN Greeny. So if you're not following me, do it now at ESPN Greeny, and you can vote on these every single day. My question today, who you got to win the NFC East? 58% pick the Eagles. 58%. 27% took the Cowboys. The third option that I gave you was other, comma, LOL. That got 15%. So those are just the jokesters. Those are the people who just like to ruin the poll. No one, there's no way in the world 15% of people believe that either the Commanders or the Giants are going to win that division. 58% say the Eagles. Thank you for casting your vote. Thank you for the very nice anniversary wishes that I'm getting. Again, it is mine and Stacy's 25th wedding anniversary today. So I'm going to go home, do a little celebrating, and then we will see you back in Better Than Ever. I am here. See you tomorrow. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.